Hi, Jess. Hello. Hey, Jenny. Did you do anything for Labor Day weekend? Not really. I sort of got my life together for Labor Day weekend. I visited my grandmother. I did a lot of like, I did a closet clean out. Okay. I guess in some people's eyes, I had an eventful Labor Day weekend. I created a spreadsheet of all my clothes, did like a clothes audit. Oh, um, so you can make like a clueless style wear. app. Oh, we went yep. two different ways. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, so when you're like, oh, what am I going to wear? And you're like, top from here, bottom from here. Like, you could put pictures with all your clothes and like figure out your outfits. Yes. I'm not that intense yet. Like, I, the pictures part seemed like one too many steps. Um, but I did think there are, there are a lot of one, I want to figure out which things I want to donate. And two, I, want to see how much like what my most expensive piece of clothing was and then sort of cost per wear like what do I need to wear more often and then I can sort of start making um outfits a little bit like like oh I need to wear this red shirt that I never wear like can I style it in a way that I like which I don't really have any reason to do right now because I work from home and zoom with you from home and don't go anywhere but maybe in the next year I'll start going more places so anyway I started doing all of that, which took like a half a day. Um, and I did that while I was watching some TV. So that was good. And nice. What TV? Started, um, well, House of Dragon, which is apt for this podcast. I also watched all of, not all of, I still have two episodes to go, of Nathan Fielder's new sh- newest show, um, The Rehearsal, which I don't know if you've seen Nathan for you. No, and I haven't seen the rehearsal yet, but everybody keeps telling me to. It's, yeah, I honestly, how much do you like unscripted shows or like, um, they're fine, but I've heard that it's like that you get secondhand awkwardness from it. And I don't like that. You do somehow. So you know how Carter can't watch The Office because of secondhand embarrassment. Uh, He watched all of, he watched the rest of the rehearsal without me. So it is secondhand embarrassment, but I feel like the, the mechanism, I don't want to give too much away, but the mechanisms that Nathan uses and sort of just like the whole, how elaborate everything is set up, maybe supersedes and sort of like trumps the secondhand embarrassment that you can sort of get. Um, Interesting. The concept, concept is really good of having, being sort of socially awkward and wanting to rehearse things before doing them. And so Nathan Fielder takes it to the next level, like creating full sets that look like the original, like if they're, if the setting is a bar, like they want to have some conversation in a bar, he like recreates the entire bar in a studio and hires actors and has the person rehearse what they're going to say and like hires an actor to look like whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like I've seen a lot of tweets about it being like, like torturous or like making fun of how like. I don't know, like cringy or not cringy, but like social experiment in like a negative way. It's like the vibe I was getting from the tweets. I can't, that's the, one of the reasons that I've kept watching is that I can't tell currently how I feel about it. Um, I feel like I need to get to the final episode because things keep escalating um, in such, it's not like every episode is in, is a contained one person's rehearsal. There are some things that span across a couple of episodes some people's rehearsals that take, I guess, a long time. Um, Hmm. But yeah, so I can't tell yet if I will be in the end, be like, oh, wow, this was a really great sort of look into human nature and also like a really elaborate 
sort of comedic joke, or if I will feel like this, was this all worth it? You just made people feel a little uncomfortable. The one saving grace, I mean, not one saving grace, but you've got to imagine that all these people signed off on having their footage aired. So yeah, like, you think after they did, or you think beforehand, they like signed something that was like, yeah, I like give you the right to put this on TV and then they do it. And then, cause that's like a reality show. Like you sign up for it, but like, right. You so don't people, sign off on like the final edit. True. The people who were, who are the, um, how do I put like, who are the people rehearsing? <laughs> like the subjects, the subjects, I guess I'm sure gave their consent ahead of time. Um, but then everyone else that's involved, like everyone in their actual life who doesn't know that they're rehearsing for a thing, oh, I'm yeah, sure they yeah. had to give consent afterwards. So I at least know that's how yeah. it worked. Sometimes it, I pull myself out because I'm like sucked into whatever's happening on screen. And then I'll remind, I'll like pull myself back and remind myself people gave consent for this to air. It's not like they just like secretly shot with lipstick cameras and then just aired all these things. Like, yes, it may feel a little uncomfortable, but they all said it was okay. So maybe it'll all be okay in the end. We'll see. Huh. I don't know why that reminded me of this. Do you remember in like fifth grade and they came to Maple, they came to my elementary school. So maybe you didn't know about this at the time. I feel like it was like, maybe they also came to one of the other elementary schools, but anyways, one of those prank shows came and they like pranked one of the fifth grade classes. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like a hidden camera style thing. And I can't remember what the prank was, but they like had, I think the teacher wasn't on it. And they, maybe it was like a pop quiz or something. And I don't know why this was like an interesting TV show for everybody to watch like fifth graders being pranked. It was on like Nick or something. You don't remember hearing about that? Yeah, they I, came to, I think it's because they came to two of our elementary schools. I vaguely remember hearing about it, but it, it's like, as you said it, it just sparked like a sort of like, oh, maybe that sounds familiar, but what did they do? I was so jealous because they didn't come into my class and I can't remember now. It was just one of the other fifth grade classes. I it wasn't punk. with the prank Ashton was. Kutcher was not. No, it wasn't punk. Okay. It was like the kids' version of punk. It's like, who was watching this? It's show? Bob Punk. It's I guess kids were watching it. I don't know. No, that's what I call punk. I feel like at the time maybe I recognized the name of the show, but I don't think I had watched it. Interesting. Very odd. Uh, but anyway, I yeah, well, I did some stuff. What'd you get up to? Day. Um Let's see, Matt's sister's bridal shower was on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then I went to a lake house, my friend's lake house, and it was sort of rainy. So not the most ideal weather, but it was, it was fun. I got bit by a thousand bug bites. They've been uh, ra- like raging everywhere. I had been fine so many- all summer and I'm normally not, I'm normally like the target mm-hmm. for them. But yeah, last, I guess this past weekend, I just got like absolutely eaten alive. Yeah. I, in the last few days, I have so many bug bites around my ankles. Why just my ankles? I've been wearing yeah. shorts. Well, mine are, well, to be fair, I think I just had like my bare feet in the grass and I'm mm. covered. My feet are covered in bug bites, which has to be the worst place, I yeah. think. And so yeah. I just woke up in the middle of the night, like scratching my feet. And I was like, oh no, this is horrible. This is a little odd, but I have heard someone say toothpaste, especially on feet. If you put like toothpaste on the spots that are itchy and then cover it in socks, because whatever's in the like tingly the thing that makes your mouth maybe peppermint because I did read this morning when I googled uh home remedies (laughs) it said peppermint oil was good yeah so I don't know if you're willing to put toothpaste on your feet but I don't know I like slather the banana histamine and put socks on and now I'm just trying not to think about it all right move on to something that I brought it up Uh, (laughs) but I had yeah I haven't really been watching any new tv I'll write about the patient this week 
uh, in double take in the newsletter. Um, there's only two episodes out so far though. It's that Steve Carl, Donald Gleason yeah. show. Uh, and it's good. It's super short. You were really excited about this. One. The episodes are only, I like was watching the first episode. I was super into it. And then the episode ended and I was like, hello. I think that was 18 minutes long. <laughs> it was 22, but still like weird for a show that I like definitely did not think was going to be short and it isn't really a comedy in any way. Like it's, so I don't really understand why they made them so short and it's Hulu. So, and I have ads on Hulu. So it's like uh, three this. minutes of a show and then two minutes of ads and then another three minutes of the show and then two minutes of ads. And so that part's a little painful, but the show itself is really good and I'm excited to see more. Uh, but then, cool. yeah, otherwise just watching house of the dragon. So <laughs> shall we talk about it? Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> so house of the dragon, uh, the first three episodes are out so far. I admittedly was fairly skeptical as a person that did not love Extremely skeptical. Game of Thrones. I would say if we weren't doing this, there's a good chance I wouldn't even have watched it. Like I, I wasn't too excited about it. I was, well, you could say I was not excited at all about it. Mm -hmm. Fairly neutral though. Like I didn't expect to hate it. I expected to feel the same as I felt about the original Game of Thrones, which was just like, I watched all of it. It was fine. I just wanted to be able to talk to people about it. Honestly, like if I think about it, like, why did I watch all of it? It was just to be a part of something. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that I would have for this show not watched it until many more episodes were out, maybe even all of them. And then sort of on a day where I didn't have anything else to watch and maybe was taking pictures of all my clothes, for instance, <laughs> would have put it on for in the instance. background. And if and you're right, if people had started tweeting about it or talking about it or there was specific um, discourse about like particular characters or themes or whatever. I'd be like, all right, let me check this out, see what's up, so I can possibly participate and or just have opinions and keep them in my head. But yeah, I do now, feel like so far. Sorry, you finished what you were going to say. No, I said now we've watched it, so we're in it. <laughs> oh, now we're in it. But I was trying to figure out, like, do you think it's been as culturally pervasive so far as Game of Thrones? Because I don't feel like it ha- is. But they said it was like the biggest was like 10.2 million people watched the second episode or something like that. Oh, wow. I did not see those stats, but I haven't heard as many people talking about it. I do maybe think that's a product of Game of Thrones. I want to say even the first season, not everyone at HBO. I feel like people got HBO to watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. I'm definitely thinking of like the seventh and eighth seasons, like when like an episode would come out and like you went into work I also wonder if that's part of it, like the lack of going into an office where people <laughs> are talking, talking to each other, because I would go into work and it would be like everybody was talking about Game of Thrones. Yeah. I mean, friends of mine that watched Game of Thrones have not started watching House of Dragon are not super like, all right, I need to do this whole medieval world all over again. So yeah. was, and that's probably uh, yeah. because people didn't like I have to the assume end. like a, a lot of my friends who aren't watching it yet, like really didn't like the end of game of thrones and weren't super stoked to like start watching this yeah it's the same i'm saying this without i could have looked this up but it's the same writers as game of thrones question mark that wound up doing the end oh no entirely different people well i know it's two different showrunners and then you said writers specifically and i'm sure there's like a team of writers and i don't know if any of them like overlap but Mm. the two showrunners are different got it yeah. And I, like I mean, I think it's sort of in them. unfair to like expect this to be bad because <laughs> season eight was bad. And I get, 
you know, it's just sort of like lingering resentment and bad feelings about mm-hmm. it. But it's interesting that people feel that way and they're sort of lumping them together and that therefore they don't want to start watching this. Whereas my perspective on it was like, oh, like another chance for this to be actually a good show that I'm going to like, because I didn't super love Game of Thrones. And I thought the ending was bad, but <laughs> my perspective on that was funny because I like just never really liked the show that much. So I was yeah. like, oh, it na- now we don't like you. Like now everybody's talking about how this show's bad. Like I thought yeah. it, I thought it was the same. And that's not really fair. Like I see the, I see why people were disappointed in it and how it could have been better, even as a person that like never actually cared that much about it. But for this one, I was like, oh, maybe I'm going to really like, maybe I'll really like this plot. Maybe I'll really like these characters. Like, it's a new show. Like, let's go into it fresh. Like, an opportunity for me to enjoy it. I, two things. One, I think you made this point maybe in the last podcast that when you were first starting to watch it, it's hard, even within three episodes. I don't know if you feel differently now. It is a little hard to have characters that I care about, which I feel like Game of Thrones did really well in their first episode, giving us, even if people turned out differently than we thought they were going to, sort of set you up with certain expectations of like, oh, these are good guys. These are nasty guys. Oh, there is already intrigue. And they did that, but it felt, um, at least to me, a little like, a little drier, sort of like the Cimmerillion for um, Lord of the Rings fans, if you're familiar at all, which is like a lot of the backstory, which I feel like a lot of Lord of the Rings fans wind up either reading or looking into because they want to know more about the world, but it's not any like character building, exciting stuff. It's like very dry, almost history. It's like an encyclopedia. (laughs) It's like an encyclopedia, which is a little bit how the first couple of, with the first two episodes, at least kind of maybe even a third felt like to me. Interesting. So it is based off of, so George R. R. Martin wrote a book that is about the Targaryens and that's what this is based off of, but it's Mm -hmm. not, and I haven't read it, uh, but I've heard uh, that it's not really a novel, that it's sort of the same way as, maybe not the same way as the Summerlian, but like not an encyclopedia, but yeah, but a history of the Targaryens and that the way it's told is very dry and that it's told from sort of like different perspectives, like the hmm. same timeline is told from different perspectives, or at least, I guess, centering different main characters in a way that makes certain events unsure or like muddy, like two different unreliable narrators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're not like really sure what the actual event was necessarily. That's and that's why, and I could be, like I said, this is secondhand info, uh, but the person that the podcast I was listening to those talking about this, they were saying that, you know, they read the book and that was their takeaway from it was that they didn't actually know exactly what was going to happen in the show because there were different ways that the events could play out based on that text. So I think that's kind of interesting, but I also made that connection where I was like, Oh, I wonder if it's sort of like the the Silmarillion, but I haven't, I haven't read either. So. Oh no, I have, (laughs) there's no way I would have read the Silmarillion. But did you read uh, the original series, the game of Thrones? Like, did you read all the books? I read the the ones that are out so far. I want to say I read the first three and a half books, maybe just the first three is way of Kings, whatever. Um, I read the first one, fell in love with Aria. I would sometimes skip ahead to Aria chapters because the, the same, I mean, Game of Thrones is also written in different perspectives. So you have like a chapter that's Joffrey, a chapter that right. I don't think there's ever a Joffrey chapter, but 
from like a one specific character's perspective. Um, yeah, so I would skip. I read the first one and a half, okay, and then yeah. couldn't get through. The, couldn't get through the second. I just thought it got really boring, and I think I gave up. But I that's that happened the, to me for the third. <laughs> that's the funny thing about that. Like, I loved that first book. Like I remember, this was before Kindles, I guess. I had the first book with me at Disney World, and every time we would like stand in line and have downtime, like I was just reading this giant because those books are so thick. Oh, like I was yeah. just pulling that out and like carrying it around with me so that I could read it anytime we had downtime. Cause I was like, this is so good. I'm so intrigued mm-hmm. yeah. and I loved it so much. And that's why, and that was 2012, which is when the first season came out before people were into it. And I watched the first episode cause I was so excited mm-hmm. and I was like, oh no, <laughs> like this is <laughs> not is for me. Like it was violent. And I was like, yeah, all this stuff like happens in the book. Somehow when you're reading it, it at that point, glaze over. Yeah. I mean, I've read plenty of like violence and battle scenes and stuff in books before and never really had an issue with it, but they like went really hardcore with it in Game of Thrones, obviously with the violence and everything. And I was just like, oh no, I'm not gonna be able to watch this. And then I stopped for years until I realized it was like this huge cultural phenomenon, you know, it became mm-hmm. one. So then I watched it again. And so, like I said, like, I wasn't, I didn't hate it and hate the stories. I feel like I need to say this because I like said I watched it only because everyone else did. Like I did have a reason to be interested in it. I just couldn't really handle the violence. So I was a little bummed when I watched the first episode <laughs> of House of the Dragon and it was more violent. Yeah. I thought it was pretty hardcore violent. Yeah, definitely. Maybe it's because I haven't watched the Game of Thrones seasons I haven't rewatched them at all and it's possible that they are just as violent <laughs> just as early but I had the same thought the first episode the first ever episode of Game of Thrones was not super violent you're right I haven't rewatched it in a while I remember there being just enough violence for me to be like oh this is a lot um but this one was and I think it's just the birth scene was or oh. if you can even call it that was traumatizing. Like I, Oh yeah. I could barely watch it. And then, so I rewatched the first two episodes um, yesterday before watching the third one. And I literally fast forwarded it. I was like, I can't even, I don't even want this to be on in the background. Like I is horrifying Yeah, in a way I that I, I don't think. Yeah. And looking, it's just, it's a bummer that the showrunners is an interview from, I don't know how long ago where they said, you know, the original series had a lot of sexual violence and we want to avoid that or, you know, we're not going to replicate that here. Mm -hmm. And then the very first episode, there's the traumatizing birth scene. I'm like, well, it's not sexual assault, but it is pretty extreme, like violence against women. And also a lot of, yeah, violence, uh, that women have to bear without being able to choose anything. Like, you know, in a way it's still an assault. Right. Exactly. Yeah, but still. Yeah. And she sort of foreshadows it. Emma foreshadows it when she says like the childbed is our battlefield. And right yeah. away I was like, this is, I'm no, not no, going to no. like where this is going. <laughs> and then that's the thing. I think that my main gripe with the show or my main issue with the show, and this is more of a, I don't know, an issue with society maybe, but why do we have to watch shows where women, this is a fantasy show and mm. it's supposed to be, I guess, like a reminiscent of actual you know, patriarchal times. societies or, you know, even like 14th century Europe. Like, I don't even know if it's like medieval 
but you know, yeah. just like in the lines of succession and how, like, obviously women weren't rulers and there were, there was plenty of, you know, I'm sure sexual violence towards women and basically just a lot of misogyny, but why do we need to watch that? I don't know. Like I'm watching the show and I'm like, okay, so I'm angry and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, yeah, I'm that's, that's the real world. It's like <laughs> I'm angry at yeah. the real world, but why do, why do we need that in a show? Yeah. Why do we need to reinforce that this like, is the way it was? We had, that? yeah. Why can't we watch a show where something like good things happen to women and I can just feel happy. <laughs> One of the things that I was a little surprised and maybe I was naive and maybe I was also misremembering, willfully misremembering when Daenerys begins her sort of march toward the throne. I sort of remembered that be- she partially did that because there was some precedent of like, not only was she a Targaryen and had control of the dragons, but there were powerful Targaryen women in my mind. And that that wasn't such a crazy thing to sort of grasp onto that she could be the ruler of the Iron. She, she could take the Iron Throne or whatever. Well, there'd never been a woman on the Iron Throne. No, but I think I thought that there had been sort of like powerful dragon riding Targaryen women. And so in my head, the same sort of political power plays of anything to keep a woman from the throne would not be front and center. In fact, it is. And it's like the main storyline of this TV show. But so maybe I'm entirely just remembering what I want to remember and not anything that actually happened. But that was, I was just like surprised. I honestly don't remember. Yeah, I I don't particularly remember that. Yeah. But I, it does seem weird. Like, it seems like they're sort of building up to this, especially in episode three, they keep talking about, you know, Rhaenyra's is the heir to the throne. Mm-hmm. Is she going to be supplanted by Aegon? Oh, yeah. And that they're like really setting up this question. And to be, I guess, to be honest, I don't actually know where this goes because I didn't read the book and I haven't looked up like book spoilers. I'm fairly certain she doesn't end up on the throne because I feel like... They say there's never been a woman on the throne. Am I wrong? I could be wrong. I don't remember. Don't quote me on that. Uh, But I I mean, I I like not knowing where it's going, but I still feel like the point is to like show that women are less than like the Mm -hmm. the point of the show isn't going to be, at least it doesn't seem like it's going to be like, oh, like women actually get everything they want in the end. (laughs) Like that's, I don't know where that's going. I don't think that's the moral of the story. Um, And I would love if it were, that's all I'm saying. It's like, what if in the end women did get everything they deserved? Yeah. She's like the smartest person in the show. And they're so obviously painting this picture of Viserys being a, you know, very indecisive sort of like weak ruler. And Mm -hmm. she, Renaris is smart and decisive and it just like gets overlooked because she's a woman. Yeah. It's no respect because she's a woman. Yeah. All of those things. And that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, it's just the classic cliches of like, okay, she talks at the council meeting, small council meeting, and they like send her away. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, as a woman who has been (laughs) talked over in meetings or whatever it is, you're just like, ugh. This is so annoying. Like this is relatable in a freaking annoying way. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't want have to, to watch relate. this. Like, I, I want yes. good things to happen. Oh, to her. her. Yeah. Especially she flies in on her dragon and fixes a problem that other people are trying to fix and are failing at more, more than once, but I'm more, I'm mostly thinking of with her, her uncle. Yeah. When she like flies in and one like, the dragon Otto was back. like not going to 
fix it if it's going to like escalate it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Fixes it comes back zero recognition that it's, it's just like, oh, great. This problem solved, which again, yeah. I relate to <laughs> like many work scenarios where there's been a huge problem. I have fixed it. And then we just move and on get like and no credit. Yeah. Get no credit or also just act like it wasn't a big problem to begin with. And you're like, okay, listen, <laughs> right. Whatever. It's so classic. And then the other thing, I guess, is similarly while watching it being like, yeah, this is a thing that could happen, but I don't need to watch it play out is this, you know, two teenage girls are friends and then a man comes between them. <laughs> it's like obviously a little more fucked up because it's yeah. bad. And so, you know, they do this time jump. It's episode three. They time jump three years. Three years so yeah. they're what, 17 now. And so, right. So 14. you're yeah. Are they the same oh, age? disturbing and on many levels? I don't know if they're, I know they say 17. They say they're nice at 17. I don't know if they actually say specifically how old Allison is. Right. But I think you're supposed to assume they're the same age. Right. So it's like, okay, I'm 14. Okay. Like imagine like it's ninth grade Jess and Jenny. Actually, I should, I don't want to nope. make this too personal because it gets creepy really fast. Okay, yeah. I don't. Imagine there's don't two. <laughs> there's two teenage girls you've never met. They're 14. And one of them, her mom dies. And then you're <laughs> dad okay I don't even I understand I, I, I hate everything the show. about this right, right. I, I just it's I, just that when I started to think about it like that I was like okay this is horrifying on obviously yeah. yeah on literally every level but the like crux of like the awkwardness when Allison walks into the garden and Renaris is sitting there and she's like you know she's like a moody teen mm-hmm. uh, but for fair reason but then Allison is all like sort of like Allison is like haughty almost and like yeah She's above Not, it all. She's like, it doesn't need to be this way. And I'm like, what if you were just like a normal person for a second and like not a freak? I don't know. I didn't like the way she was acting. And then I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And I was like, no, it does. Like, cause it's like a classic, I don't when, know. Yeah. I think fight. when a teen, okay. It's a classic girl fight, but also uh, Allison being sort of seeming above it all. I feel like once you're... <laughs> A teenager and are given sort of a position of power or treated like an adult and then you see someone else who's sulking you're a little bit like wow I can't believe I was ever so immature you know like you immediately right. take on she thinks the- she's so mature that's what it is yeah it's watching oh that's what it was it like made my skin crawl I was like oh not the 18 year old girl who thinks she's yeah better than everybody else and better yeah. than her old friend and it made me sad and like I don't know Definitely. slightly uncomfortable As- Especially since when we were talking before and we had just both seen the first episode and you had made the comment, like, I feel like I don't know who to root for. I was like, oh, these two girls, you know, <laughs> these two right, And they're like cute in the first uh, episode. Like, yeah. I love the way they set that up and their friendship's so nice. And then I'm like, yeah, why do we need women fighting away. against each other again? Like, it's just all these, I don't know, all these classic storylines of like, just, I don't know. It's very misogynistic, this show. Which is the, I don't know. And the showrunners have said like, oh, we wanted to show, what did they say? They wanted to show the misogyny or like the patriarchy of the time period to which I think the tweet I saw was like, oh yes, the time period of like the dragons. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, speaking of dragons, there could be more dragons in this show. I'm I'm just gonna say like, it's called a house of dragons. I'm sure it takes a lot of CGI to yeah, make dragons happen. We've seen dragons. Like there's mostly. a lot of dragons. 
I do. We've I seen feel like mostly in battle scenes. Yeah, I want to well, see well, the dragons the like use them. I know, but Rhaenyra's. Or not, I think you should yeah. rewatch How to Train Your Dragon. If you, yeah, maybe I <laughs> you just honestly, want dragons like play. I want Rhaenyra's like holding out her hand and her dragon like nuzzling. Yeah, into her yeah, hand. yeah. Um, I think there's three How to Train Your Dragon movies. Great <laughs> news for you. <laughs> really good news for you. Now I know what to do next weekend. Those are really uh, cute movies. I do like this. I would like more that, like, dragons. The dragons are sort of like not trainable. Like I feel like they're leading more into mm. this idea that like you know. And they say, what does she say? Rhaenyra says, "We're close. Targaryens are closer to people." Say the Targaryens are closer to gods and humans, but like we, she says something like, "But we can't." Or maybe her dad says, like, "We her can't control is- them." Yeah, some, he says something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel like that is foreshadowing of some sort. Yeah. And I mean, it's pretty obvious for shouting, but I kind of like that they're going to, I feel like they're going to show the dragons more and show how like, you know, they're not actually in control of them. They have this power because of them, but there's, mm-hmm. you know, that was sort of accidental. Almost. It's a volatile relationship. It's not steady at all. Yeah. yeah. So one yeah. major thing that happened in the first episode and major in the way that like, I heard somebody say it was major. And then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, because I, like I said, I'm not as deep in the lore i'm really i'm not in the lore at all okay uh but in the first episode but this is this is lore related the first episode viserys says after he like you know appoints renaris as heir to the throne tells her this like secret that's been handed down from generation of targaryen to generation of targaryen that mm-hmm. started with aegon which was like aegon had to unite the seven kingdoms so that he could one day take down like the, the winter that's coming right it's like how they put it and right so the wall. as a person that's seen at the show i was like oh okay yeah that's how they're like connecting the events mm-hmm. of game of thrones to this and like that's kind of cool but then like i said i was supposed to listening to this other podcast and they're talking about like the the books and the lore and that's not in the books <laughs> and it's really not in the show at all that like anybody knew about it beforehand. So actually this was like a major retcon basically for them to say that the Targaryens knew this whole time. And I was thinking about it some more. I think it actually makes the show worse. I think it makes the original Game of Thrones show worse to know that. And I'm really curious why they did this, why they decided that the Targaryens knew the whole time, because if that's true, that means like the the foreshadowing or like the people should have been worried about the white walkers and i guess the targaryens were for 200 no more than 200 years mm-hmm. and then the white walkers are like in like four episodes of game of thrones ultimately and that's everybody's arg- a lot of the argument of like why people didn't like eighth season right is like all this mm-hmm. build up and then it's pretty short like the mm-hmm. actual the white walkers being there and the confrontation with them is pretty short but doesn't it make it worse to know that apparently they knew for 200 years? It does. I wonder part. I didn't bump on that quite as much because I was like, okay, well, there's a wall. There must've been a wall for some reason. It sort of was like, everyone knew they were defending this wall against something, but it sort of at the point of game of Thrones seemed a little like a joke, but not really. It was sort of just like, yeah, we're watching over this wall where nothing really happens, but every once in a while we have to do something about it. And so when he told the secret, 
and was like, there was this premonition that there's something coming from the North. He wasn't, it wasn't like there are specifically like winter demons that are coming <laughs> to the like, demons. No, that's it was true. just sort of like, there's a threat that we need to be united to face. Uh, it is frustrating because then they spent the entire Game of Thrones being like, hey, we need to be united to face this. And instead there was all this infighting. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like at the end of the day, if you were told this, would you really well, be like, oh, yes, I can only tell the person who takes over <laughs> yeah. the throne? Or would you be like, hey, hey my whole small council at the very least, like, here's yeah. a, a threat that might be imminent. Like, let's talk about how to plan for it. Do you... Do we think the wall is built at this point? I think they say something about the wall. Okay. I don't remember. Maybe I'm I was not sure. watching very, and I was not critically it, reading but... this season. I know. I was like trying to think back because I, I did rewatch the first two episodes. I think they talk about the wall. Okay. Yeah. Cause that was the only, th- I was a little bit like, okay, yeah, sure. They know there's some sort of threat. So they built the wall and it's been around for as long as the Targaryens have been in power because this one guy was like, hey, we got to protect against this stuff that way. I just don't really see why they felt the need to put that into the show when yeah. it does like sort of rewrite all I'm, of Game of Thrones in that way. I'm guessing it's just so that people who watched Game of Thrones can feel like, ah, I know what yeah. that's about. Like, just to make them Maybe. feel. I think it's stupid. Yeah. It's There's not, a lot of stuff that feels great. like it's literally just thrown in there to be like for people who watched Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like even every time they say like, Okay, in the third episode, like how many times did that dude say Casterly Rock? And we were like, we get it. You're a Lannister. <laughs> like you're from Casterly Rock. Like, and yes, we all know what Casterly Rock is. Like, mm-hmm. and maybe I'm just overthinking it because I know I, uh, I didn't have the same reaction of like, yeah, we get it. You're <laughs> saying all the things from Game of Thrones. I was a little like, this is going to be so confusing. I already, when they say like Baylor and like all of these names, oh, the names that are people, all the same. Yeah, because they were all named after people or like Aegon who we didn't meet at all, but was talked about, like different Aegons were talked about during Game of Thrones, waving my pen around in, in frustration. But like, I don't know which one now they're talking about. And I'm trying to remember back to Game of Thrones where they would talk about some sort of like ancestor. And I'm like, oh wait, there are 17 people with the same name. How am I ever to know who were, cause that could be kind of fun to be like, oh, we're seeing this play out the way that they sort of talked about this person in game of thrones but yeah i'm never gonna know i'm just yeah i don't think there's a lot of direct like i think a lot of the characters we're seeing right now i don't think we're ever like specifically brought up in game of thrones i think that sure. was part of the point of like making this 200 years before so that they like didn't have to make but everything even connect. so like family names of i don't know uh i mean there's I'm definitely stuff that connects now. but and i think some of the lannister names have are the same as will have later right but that's sort of like in okay I did like I literally wrote down I feel like I'm in AP Euro again because Mm -hmm. I'm like oh this sister who has the same name as the cousin who is and Mm -hmm. I was like looking up I'm on like Game of Thrones Wikipedia I'm like whose mom is that and like yeah grandma (laughs) of the he's the Viserys is something about his grandma at one point I think yeah I was like who do we are we supposed to how does that connect to Jaehaerys because like the first scene in the first episode is like Jaehaerys talking about the line of succession and then I went down that rabbit hole of like oh who even were those people to find out that because I thought at first it was like sort of a distant relative of Jaehaerys because they say there were like 14 claims 
to succession. Sorry, I no. really jumped back. I was talking about the very first scene in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought and it was, it, Viserys was Jaehaerys's grand, um, grandpa. Jaehaerys is Viserys' grandfather. Yes, okay. Yes, and and maybe they say that and I missed But Jaehaerys wasn't, but, yeah, okay. Because then Rhaenys is his granddaughter. And so that's how, and then they say, they do say Viserys and Rhaenys are cousins. The queen who never was, Rhaenys. And they yes. do say that, but I just like, I don't know. I missed something in that, in all of that connecting. So then I'm literally on Game of Thrones Wikipedia and reading about like Jaehaerys' kids and their names. And they had lots of other kids and all these mm. people are literally not even mentioned. They're not even like in the first scene when they talk about Jaehaerys. Yeah. Like, it's all very much skipped over, but it all exists. Like you were saying how like, you know, the Summerland is like an encyclopedia mm-hmm. for the Lord of the Rings universe that like just the fact that you can go down the like a wikipedia rabbit hole of like whose grandfather was and they have like birth dates and like yeah it's definitely dates. and i'm like this is i mean it's a hardcore very it's built a, out universe it's a little cool that like it exists so um yeah that it is so built out and so thoroughly exists that you could yeah, look into it if you so. wanted to but it makes watching the show a little bit especially when there are just small name like drops studying yeah and then I'm like, wait, is that important? Should I know who that is? But a lot of the times it's no. Like I know. I kept pausing it to literally look up stuff like that. That's why I like I I was like, oh, I'm studying. Like I'm this is yeah. the line of succession that I'm studying. Just like <laughs> I literally was like, I'm in eleventh grade again. Okay. And I guess I have, some people really like that. I think that's part of the appeal. Yeah, but uh, I mean, no, it took a little much for me to have I to pause like the show to be like, who is this person? Yeah, that's I think what originally I go keep going back to Lord of the Rings, but like drew people in is that there I mean that's probably not true there are many things about Lord of the Rings that draw people in but the fact that there's so the world is so real um I think is a yeah selling it's definitely point. a selling point I think when like the names are difficult on top of all the names being like <laughs> reused all the time that's where I started to be like oh this could be a little easier for us knowing that like <laughs> yeah it's not real life and we don't have to make it as complicated but I, I suppose that was like George R. R. Martin's like I don't know. That's part of what he wanted for it to be sort of reminiscent <laughs> of that like European time. Yeah. Speaking I mean, it clearly names, is in a lot of ways. Yes. Speaking of names, I can't get over <laughs> Matt Smith plays Damon, the brother. I love Matt Smith. I keep referring to him in my head as Matt Damon, which is not who he is. That's amazing. <laughs> but I kept trying to tell, like, yeah, I kept trying to talk about it and I'd be like, oh, Matt Damon in this, no. Matt Smith okay now that you said that Mm -hmm. do you like Matt Smith in this show so far yes I liked him as the doctor right when you say like you love him that's because of Doctor Who I loved him because of Doctor Who he's been in a couple of other shows as well he was in the crown he was very unlikable in the crown but I thought he did a good job and so I think coming from that I'm like he's very unlikable here so far, I don't know that much about Damon, except that he's kind of impulsive and unlikable and doesn't seem super fit for, I don't know, actually, do I think that he's super unfit for the crown? Yeah, he's very violent. Don't like that. But mostly we're just set up to think that he's not fit for the crown. Well, you, I mean, yeah, you get he's very immature. like Joffrey vibes from him. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen him personally violent. torture anyone. It's mostly on like battlefieldy things, but yeah, I um, guess the city watch in the first episode. Which they rounded up criminals yes. and then like violently murdered them all with like right. no due process. That yes, that's yeah, terrible. I just like part like uh 
just that little less, thing. less Joffrey, like as though, like bringing personal people into his right. Like we're not sure that he's like, like, definitely like sadistic. No. Yeah. yeah he's definitely fair. got a little crazy and violent tendencies uh, by a little, I mean a lot, but I also didn't mean, do you like his character? I mm-hmm. honestly don't know if I like him in this. I also liked Matt Smith as the doctor. Portrayal. I think he was like fun mm-hmm. in Dr. Who. I don't think he's, I think he's a good actor. I think he's acting well. I just, I don't know. There's something about him in this role. Is he I'm too not loving? Is it too, like he's too recognizable for you? Maybe. Well, yeah, fully to be fair, when they in. announced the casting, I was like, oh, I wish that it were somebody I didn't know before that I like didn't have a view of them as a different character in my head because I think that's one of the things that worked well for me at least like for Game of Thrones when it first came out I didn't know any of those people I think mostly I think they were mostly oh I'm gonna say that and then there's gonna be someone I'm forgetting but for for the most part the main characters weren't known actors the older to me I was like that's a very known actor like I was shocked they picked Matt Smith yeah the in Game of Thrones the older actors and actresses were some of them had been in things like I think Caitlin Stark, Catelyn, Caitlin. what Catelyn Stark what, has been like I had seen her in things, but I had thought of it as sort of and definitely nothing as big as Doctor Who, but sort of no, more that's like true. the older actors. There were a few, but yeah, but definitely been in stuff. I mean, obviously like Tyrion Lannister, everybody. Oh yeah, everybody knew that actor, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just that like the Doctor is such an iconic lead role that like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and know, a lot of the I don't other know that I'm seeing the doctor when I'm watching the show, and it's <laughs> like, just why like, are you so mean now? Awkward to me, you know. Maybe that is what it is. I couldn't put my finger on it. I'm just like, there's something about it. I just wish it were. Yeah, maybe I don't believe him as a villain, and I didn't watch mm-hmm. The Crown, so I don't have that. I was gonna say that that was a little jarring for me to watch The Crown and be like, yeah, because I don't like you. Why are you doing this? Uh, but I think yeah. that maybe helped watching this. But I think there are some other in this in House of Dragon actors who. I've seen before. I'm trying to think off the top of my head now that I say that, but in other British TV shows or movies or whatever, but nothing super well-known, nothing, yeah. nothing where, yeah, for many seasons. I think it must just be the fact that he's a villain in this yeah. because they announced mm-hmm. Olivia Cook, and, you know, they haven't had her in there mm-hmm. yet because they're waiting for the time jump, but Olivia Cook's going to be older Allison. And I was mm-hmm. like hyped when I heard that because mm-hmm. I love that actress and she's been in plenty of stuff that I've seen. And I don't think that's going to like take away from, this character for me, but huh, she, this is, sorry, I, I was just going to say, say like, I don't think she's a villain. So I think yeah. that's part of it is like the villain in this is like somebody that has never been a villain in my uh, mm-hmm. view before. Yeah. That seems fair. I think that's always hard. It's hard to go the other way too. Like people who always play villains suddenly being a good person. Like mm-hmm. that's why you see villains like, I see so often evil like, things in your eyes, a villain. <laughs> yeah. Like everything they're in. There's a, like, I think a reason for that. I think it's hard to see somebody do both and like good for Matt Smith that he's actually quite good at it. I mean, mm-hmm. he's definitely acting well in this. I'm, I'm not trying to say he's not believable yeah. as a villain. I'm just like struggling. Just a you don't bit. like seeing him that way. <laughs> I do think he's the only one that really pulls off the hair though. I will say, I think wow, it's because he's yeah. already blonde. Like, so he has the blonde eyebrows. Is he's like blonde? a sort of blonde person in real life. I think of him as having red, or not red hair. Whoa. Brown hair and no eyebrows. But I think it's like very light, very light brown at darkest. <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture. It's not that. bright blonde, but it's not dark hair. 
It's like um, light brown. Pulling out the. Don't look it up right now. Oh, it's brown. It's just surely brown. <laughs> All right, fine. He doesn't have any eyebrows then. I'm sorry. Yes. I, I think that does help. Blonde. <laughs> it is a basically his blonde eyebrows. So yeah, I think whatever his natural hair color is, his eyebrows are very light. And like not dyed, like they they were no. like that in Doctor Who. Yes. So yeah, there's something about like Viserys with like the dark beard, yeah. especially that I'm just like, did we? think about dying it like was that what's the idea here what was the plan and it's like one thing like Rhaenyra's has dark brown eyebrows and I just I don't get it because I'm like is it supposed to be like when someone dyes their hair blonde yeah they don't dye their eyebrows sometimes they do most of the time plenty of people don't and that's fine like it doesn't look weird necessarily but if all of their hair is supposed to be like that because that's like the the Targaryen hair then like Mm -hmm. wouldn't their eyebrows be blonde and his yeah, beard you'd think would so. Be so. Or at least a little lighter, that. you know? I'm like, is it supposed to look like it's dyed? Because that's kind of weird. <laughs> Maybe some odd. of them were not born with it. And so in order to stay on top of it, they bleach their hair. I don't know. That would be an interesting storyline. Like, does to have someone yeah, secretly does bleaching, bleaching their your hair? hair exist? And that would, that would be so out of place. Like a lemon juice or something. I don't know, something very acidic. I did laugh. No, I don't know why this reminded me of that, but I did laugh at the scene where Rhaenyra is in the garden and she's using the bard as like her personal, like Spotify, like yeah. definitely like going through the teen phase. Like I'm just going to listen to this like sad song over and over. Yeah. Put on the headphones and drown everything out. Play it again from the start. I was like, oh no, this is so funny. Yeah. I did like that a lot too. I really like her. I really like so far, and I think just because I'm set up to like him, Kristen Cole, because he's a confidant for her. Kristen? Yeah. Kristen, yeah. I know. I sort of don't like that they're, I feel like they're building up this like, like it's almost like a rom com. I'm like, oh, like, yeah. it's like they're meet cute. And then like they keep running into each other. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I did have that thought. I was like, oh, I wonder if this is supposed to be the love interest. And then I was like, no, they wouldn't do something so obvious, but I've fallen into that trap before. So if that is the case, I'll I think the I way feel. they kept showing him in the third episode, while they keep talking about like marrying Rhaenyra mm. off, I was like, okay, that's yeah. definitely where this is going. It's going to be like, and I could be wrong, but I thought it was going to be like, she ends up like betrothed to somebody else, but like actually like loves Kristen. him. Yeah. If he, what, she winds up betrothed to her brother her half brother which doesn't oh, seem that was all so that creepy it doesn't seem impossible given what the tar- that the targaryens right were the targaryens were incestuous that's like the point i know it's funny because i sort of forgot that when they when they said that i was like oh that's a joke right and then i was like oh no wait that was like the targaryens thing and so, the thing that i hate about mega like, creepy yeah but Viser- and the- immediately like laughs he's like no he he's did too. but we already know he's sort of like an unreliable undecided person who no for sure it could still win. go that way but I at least appreciated that he was like immediately not into it yeah yeah same actually that's interesting because I just interesting in the fact that like I really spent the third episode trying to figure out if I liked Viserys or not because at first I was like oh this is just like a normal dude like he's like trying to be a good dad he cared he kept bringing up that he like cared about Rhaenyra's like cared that he was that she was like happy and genuinely like content and seemed like he was like worried about her well-being and I was like well that's kind of weird for like the Mm -hmm. king on the iron throne like seems out of place based on other kings that we've seen he doesn't seem vicious he doesn't seem malicious but he does seem not wise and not good at okay he's not good at 
he's not good at being a king for sure. But then I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, well, is being good at being king sort of like antithetical with being a good dad? And does that mean he's a bad king? He but married able his to daughter's be a good best dad? friend. But no, but then, yeah, yeah. So I'm having this thought and I'm like, oh, like, you know, he really cares. And then I'm watching more of it and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, the the fact that he like was supposed to enga- get engaged to lay Lena Valerian and then was like nah I like I'm into this 14 year old I was Mm -hmm. like okay immediately no it's not 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 for me and then the fact that yeah that it's his friends her his daughter's best friend and he like can't see that that's what put the wedge between them or like sees it but like thinks she's being ridiculous I was like yeah he's like I'm not not above tradition I'm not above the law like people expect me to get married but he's still doing like what he wants to do within those guidelines right which is why like Veneris is fine with it. Rhaenyra. Yeah. Rhaenyra. Do I keep saying Rhaenyris? You I might. Do. But it's I've Daenerys. Said like eight times. <laughs> so sorry, everyone. Uh, Rhaenyra is like are. fine with it when she thinks it's the 12 year old Lena, which is, is you know, semi fine. But fine. You know, she's she seems resigned to it, but then is immediately unhappy. And you see it like she's surprised when he announces it at the small council. And like that's where the rift between them sort of yeah. starts. But also he, is having this sort of like a guilty drunk, like wine drunk mental breakdown about like wanting not to cute. pick Aegon. Yeah. No, it's definitely not it's cute. It's very not cute. But the, I thought the subtext was like, okay, so he like wants to put Aegon, he wants to name Aegon as the heir to the throne, but feels like guilty that he like in this moment of mm. weakness or whatever, thinking he'll never have more children had already named Rhaenyra. As oh, heir. I thought it was the opposite. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I that think he... that's the like breakdown he was having was that he had had yeah that he had had some sort of vision and that when it seemed like all was lost he gave up on the vision and named his daughter as heir and now that he has a son he's like did I make the wrong choice yeah but I think he thinks he made the wrong choice and is that's why he's having this breakdown is because he doesn't want to like further let her down or like show that he never believed in her but he basically says I never actually believed in her and I was like okay you're no longer good dad (laughs) yeah especially then at the end of the episode spoiler alert even though at this point we've been spoiling (laughs) i'm just gonna like (laughs) i'll put it in the show notes retroactive spoiler note um that what was i saying oh at the end of the episode he's like i would never on your mother's memory i would never replace you and i was like don't believe that snake (laughs) that's definitely a lie i really definitely think that's what the breakdown the wine drunk little boy breakdown he was having was was about yeah he's definitely just like a weak dude also his what made what pushed him over the edge in terms of me not liking him was the stag scene the awful awful hunting scene where he's drunk and so can't even kill the stag on the first thrust and everyone's coddling him and being like a little to the left lord like one more time you'll get yeah just another way to show that like he's weak and but i just wanted to throw i was like this is the worst I'm very uncomfortable, which I'm sure was the point of the scene. Uh, I hated it. I hated every second. Lots of scenes to make me uncomfortable. But yeah, that was the one in episode three where I was like, I can't watch this. I'm going to look away. (laughs) And that, I think I was mentioning this to you earlier, was the scene George R.R. Martin had given this interview where he had a regret about a scene, but in Game of Thrones. And apparently this scene of of the hunting session and the stag and this whole episode was to make up for in some way 
the lack of a hunting scene in early Game of Thrones season one, where Robert Baratheon gets gutted by the boar or whatever. And it's just him and two, three of his friends. Uh, and he was always like, oh, that's not how a king would hunt. Like I should have had like a hunting party and oh. feasts or whatever. And so I'm even more mad that this was their, this was the scene that he wanted to have to replace the one from Game of Thrones. And I'm like, why? I really did not like it. Uh, anyway, because I didn't read about that, but I thought that the boar, so like the boar attacks Rhaenyra mm. and Kristen Listen and there. like pretty easily comes up on them. And like even Kristen, like, you know, a, a knight has a hard time, like is taken by surprise and could have yeah. been killed. I thought that was supposed to be like a callback to like, oh, even if Robert had been sober, it mm. would have been hard for it, it like was supposed to make more sense how he got like killed by a boar. I thought it was supposed to be like um another retconning, not retconning, uh, but like justify his death. Huh. Justice for Robert Baratheon. That's what I thought that was. Oh wow. I did not read into that part. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't. That's what I thought. Or it was just supposed to, I think it was supposed to dually show like the weakness of Viserys mm. with the stag and then the like sort of comparative strength. Yeah. strength of Rhaenyra with the boar. I didn't quite know what to read into it. Didn't exactly know what my response was supposed to be, but I did think she looked like a badass walking in to back to where everyone was with blood all oh, over yeah. her she sort of so striding cool. past the way she cleaned off like only the blood on her face but like left it on her neck I was like mm-hmm. yeah cool move <laughs> yeah I was like you look freaking awesome <laughs> she's great I'm actually sort of annoyed that the so in the fifth episode they're gonna time jump 10 years mm-hmm. that's not a spoiler because mm-hmm. they literally announced the older cast like you know everybody knows at this point that there's a time jump gonna happen it's crown-esque and that's, oh, but, and I didn't watch the crown, but I'm just sad. Cause I really, really like, um, the actress that plays Rhaenyra. Yeah. Do you know if all of the, is like Matt Smith also going to have a time jump or are the older no. actress just going to have, um, maybe he's dead. Yeah. Anyway, guess, we, we don't I mean, know. We don't know what happens in 10 years to those characters, but no, the only ones that I know of from like casting, at least, um, they're definitely replacing Alicent and Rhaenyra. Which is interesting because like, okay, it's a 10 year time jump and supposedly they're 17. So they're going to look different at 27. But, uh, and beyond the fact about that- about to like, argue okay, that you don't look any different than you did at 17. I look the same as I looked when I was 18. And like, I okay, maybe not exactly, but yeah. like, come on. They couldn't have just like picked 28 year old actresses and like aged them down a little, made them look a little bit more youthful for the 18 year old scenes. Like- it's not like they don't have 28 year olds playing 18 year olds in Riverdale and other teen shows. Like what? <laughs> I don't know if that's an endorsement. For no, 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 it's not an endorsement. The thing is like, that's how every show does it. Like they, you know, there's like a 30 year old playing Hannah Montana's brother. Like actors have I always do. been younger. So why do we need two entirely new actresses to play 10 year older characters? I think that's a bit of a stretch. Also the fact that you said Rhaenyra's actress is 22. So yeah, so Rhaenyra's actress is... 22 and then the time jump actress is emma darcy she's 30 so like yeah right. they're closer in age apart but like to the actual that's not character. enough of an age gap for them to need a new actress i just don't think uh yeah i don't know i i'm a little like it's weird that she's in her 20s already and they can't figure out how to make 
her look like like they were older cool with the 22 year old actress playing the 14 year old <laughs> right but then when the 30 year old the one in the 22 actress had to play a 28 year old it like wouldn't work yeah like that's where I'm like that doesn't make yeah. sense yeah I I do a little bit I always think and I feel like people who have known me for a long time are like oh you look exactly the same as you did when you were like in sixth grade but then people <laughs> who, <laughs> who have met me later in life and see pictures of myself in sixth grade are like are you kidding like yeah, no you don't. <laughs> you don't look exactly the same and actually I think you're one of those people that looks more different like huh. I think if you look at a picture of me at 14 it's like pretty similar I, I think, think everyone that. might think that. I think. <laughs> yeah, maybe we all think that. But no, I, I guess my main point is like, yeah, why can the 22-year-old actress play a 14-year-old yeah. character, but then they need a new actress to play a 28-year-old character? And maybe, maybe the we'll point be... is actually that she, because it would be more unrealistic if she was supposed to be the same looking from 14, 14 to 28. Yeah. But then pick a 16-year-old to play a 14-year-old. Like you picked a 22-year-old. I don't know. I just there's something mm-hmm. about it that's like really bizarre to me. And I guess we'll see how it feels when the actual time jump happens. But it's not like they look exactly the same. And I do think Olivia Cook does sort of look like um the actress that plays Allison. But mm-hmm. again, not looking her up in the now. way that like you actually look like a different person 10 years later. Like, yeah, I see some resemblance, but yeah, we'll see if it feels weird. Um, I'm a little bit oh, like yikes. weirded out by it, but I also just like really like these two actresses, especially the one that plays Rhaenyra. Yeah. So I'm huh. just sort of sad, but I, and I, I do love Olivia Cook, so I'm excited for that, but I don't know. There's do something you, weird I'm looking it. at them side by side right now and I'm, I'm like, that fits. They I, picked, yeah, I hear yeah. you. I they think did pick ones that look the same similar I think in the same way where Matt Smith's being a villain didn't jar me because I watched the crown I it took me a long time to watch the crown and to get into it for many reasons it's not like it's like a nail biter or anything like that but also I had the opinion of people get into shows and then start really loving them because they feel a connection to some of the characters as well as obviously plot there are a lot of factors that go into whether or not people like TV shows. I'm just saying the feeling a connection to specific actors and it feeling jarring when they leave or are replaced because of a time jump. It happens a lot in the crown. And I was a little like, I just got used to, and like really started liking these people playing Elizabeth and whatever and whatever. And now that they're 10 years older, I mean, it helped that it was, um, not that I've seen Olivia's cook name, Olivia Cook's name. I can't think of the other Olivia. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, this is going to kill me. In the crown? I haven't seen the yeah. crown. Coleman. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Just a guess. <laughs> yeah. Olivia Coleman plays the queen and I love her. And so it helped yeah. that I already loved that actress to be like, okay, well, I'm excited to see her, even though I really liked the person who was yeah. playing Elizabeth before. I mean, that's but anyway, how I feel about Olivia Cook. I'm I guess not as perturbed. I, I'm excited about Olivia Cook, but I'm really sad about that because he plays Rhaenyra. Right yeah, now. and I think that's fair. I just, yeah, I was just, I think I'm slightly less annoyed by it currently because I've been prepped by yeah. watching The Crown. I see what you mean. Yeah, I haven't really watched a show where they like age 10 Replace. years and need entirely different actresses, yeah. but maybe I wish that they'd done more of like dual timelines with like flashbacks, mm. but now that I watch more of the show, I see why that maybe would not have worked you sort of yeah. need the setup of like how we got there and like feeling this sort of like resentment and all of that 
no, yeah, now that I say it, the time timeline hopping would not have made sense. I want to say one last thing. I don't have that many. I think I've gotten through everything on my notes, except for in the same way that Rhaenyra walking through camp, looking like a badass with blood all over her face. I don't think Matt Smith's character, Damon, Matt Damon, <laughs> is supposed to be a likable character. I, however, did think it was kind of badass and cool, the final scenes of this episode. I don't like battle scenes. I don't know what it was about it, but the fact that he was they like- didn't show. They didn't show him killing the crab feeder. That's true. But they're like getting- also, it was awful. Like he got the letter from his brother and then beat up the person. Truly a don't shoot the messenger moment. Like, why were you yeah. beating up Mr. Messenger? Well, exactly. He's Joffrey. Yeah, he is terrible. But <laughs> then the like turnaround of I'm going to get this guy before my brother's um, reinforcements show up. I was a little like, this is a little funny. And yeah. um, kind of happened. And I get how people in battles were um like written about and exalted i'm like that was kind of a cool move yeah right. not chill like, like you're not supposed to the hero sort of on himself or whatever you know it's funny i was reading are we Reddit supposed to root for him though N- no you're just i think at this yeah. point you're just supposed to see that he's no not sort of hero might not be the right word but he's you know he's the hero of the battle he takes it upon himself and like mm. wins it for everybody and i think the point is just that we see that he's it's just setting up his arc and his, you know, potential. And mm. obviously he's going to be like a strong player. And that was the whole point. Like the crab feeder wasn't the, this like big villain that they sort of propped Which up is, in the first few episodes. It yeah. just turns out that he was like a guy that quickly died. Yeah. It was interesting though. Uh, I guess I don't like that. I'm fighting the fact that I think that this is a sort of interesting way to show to to do shows where while watching the battle I was like I don't understand why I should care about it but for some reason right now I am invested in who wins I don't know who I should be rooting for like am I rooting for the crab guy because we don't like Damon what or is this just like a pointlessness of battle type of thing like it doesn't matter these people got into some sort of fight because they were bored and or were trying to prove something and it wasn't good for anyone and a lot of people died for no good reason and so the fact that i'm trying to pick a side of like who i'm supposed to root for is the problem yeah and i kept like reading into all these things and i was like wow this is a really smart way to be like the fruitlessness of war and fighting i'm like i bet that's not what they're (laughs) trying to show I, mean, I think the the point of I think that's why they didn't show him actually like killing the crab feeder I think or not that specifically but I think the point was just that like it didn't matter the this battle actually didn't matter and the whole point of this whole yet, setup was just to like show that Damon is a strong fighter a strong opponent and yet it took up a good portion of the episode right. and also that's, actually, that's probably what so I was saying like I read a thing on reddit oh, that was yeah, like sorry. people were like not happy with the they were like this is like the worst battle scene in all of like game of thrones you know the game of thrones universe and I was like 
why she didn't mind it that much and I think yeah. it's because it like wasn't super super violent that I was like okay this is fine and like the had, fact that we didn't have to like watch him kill the crab feeder I was like nice <laughs> and, yeah and it was me. like thousands of people against this one guy running through a thing of arrows which just objectively looks kind of cool where yeah, you're like oh don't get hit cool. don't get hit and then I'm like wait it's why sort of cheap to have him? a dragon anytime the dragon comes out in battle I'm like it's just not really fair which is literally the point that Were the we supposed will always to, win because of dragons. Did the guy that was on the dragon, did we know that he could, that he was a dragon rider? Who was on the dragon? I don't remember. I don't, didn't see his face, but I kind of had the thought of like, know. Damon was the only dragon rider. And again, I don't know why. I oh no, there's thought. definitely a bunch of dragon riders because she, okay, Rhaenyra in the small council meeting where she oh. she says like, send the dragon riders. Not, no, 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 no. Not the only dragon rider ever. I just meant in that specific like we didn't see any other dragons when the little strategy no. meeting was happening and Damon just sort of landed. It made me think he was the oh. only one at that battle scene that could. I, that's not what I took away from that. Got it. Okay. But anyway, they don't make it clear. I just assume like he has maybe one or two. Yeah. Clearly he had he a, just got a few <laughs> dragons in his back pocket. I don't know. One random thing that I thought while watching the episode that I hadn't said yet. So the guy who plays Jason Lannister, actually he plays. Both, both the Lannister twins. Mm-hmm. He looked so familiar. So I looked him up and he's in the first Game of Thrones. Really? He's in the first season of the original series. For like is he a Lannister? One episode. No, he's like, I think his name is Hugh. I can't remember <laughs> if he has like a Hugh of the Veil, I think might be his name. All right. He's in like two episodes, but he looked familiar. And I'm pretty sure that it has, I didn't recognize anything else on his IMDb. So I think I must have recognized him from this, uh, from Game of Thrones. But he is just like a knight who he's killed in one of the tournaments. He's killed by Clegane. Yeah, they brought him back. And I was like, you couldn't have found an actor who hadn't been already in Game of Thrones. I have not looked up. There have been a couple of people that have looked familiar to me. And I had the thought, I wonder if these people were in Game of Thrones just as smaller characters. There's probably other ones. That was was a bald guy. I'll look it up for if we talk about it again about um, house dragon again also but... some of them just sort of look like they like, could have been in yeah like yeah. a lot of like, dudes just have like the same that look, vibe like, the small council guys i thought this is a slightly separate i thought Kristen cole was recast for some reason he looked different enough to me between the first oh, really? episode and the third episode where i was like did they get a new actor they didn't i just no he looked the same to me somehow yeah i, mean, I just maybe wasn't paying attention the My final very last thought. Oh, yeah, you well, go. Do you want to go with your final thought? Mine is stupid. So I'm going to go first in case you're yeah. more, <laughs> mine is dramatic more of a stat. Than mine. Um, mine is truly, truly random. Rainice looks like she has a water bottle in her hair. <laughs> you know, when you're a kid and you put your hair in a ponytail and you put a water bottle in it and then you put the rest of the ponytail <laughs> around it. That's what Rainice's hair to... looks like. And you you're can't tell me it doesn't. It totally I... looks like that. Can you oh, let me find it? Hold on. I've been Googling everything today. Every time they put her on How screen, do you spell I was like, water bottle hair lady. R-H-A-E-N-Y-S. It's my best. See, Renice, Rhaenyra, same thing. I know. It's I'm so thing. sorry that I said Rhaenyra's for the first 45 minutes. I feel very sad about that. That's all good. To be fair, it's because uh, I wrote notes and my autocorrect freaked out every time I wrote a single person's name. Um, 
yes, less of a water bottle and more of like a, like three bumpets. It's not tall enough. It's very no, like it, wide. but it's out. It's like, it's like yes. a half up and it's like out. So it looks like the water bottle went like out, <laughs> but still that, it, that there is a water bottle there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy that. Okay. What's your final? <laughs> My thing was that, oh, I had been agog and aghast at you in your general direction about the cost per episode for Game of Thrones, which we had looked up an average cost was $6 million per episode. Now I'm sure season seven and right, like season the dragon way less. Right. I'm sure that bumped it up, more. but $6 million on average per episode dang well how does that and, compare to like stranger things is last season uh that sounds... look that up in one moment but can you guess what the cost per episode is so far for house of dragon on average Ugh, i'm not good at this stuff i was just looking i was just reading something about how the lord of the rings series is like crazy expensive but even that i forgot the number <laughs> um cost per episode let's say 25 million Ooh, you overshot, but 20 million per episode. Ugh, I was going to say 20 million at first. Yeah. And I went higher. Yeah, yeah. I believe that. I think it's because I, I feel like I recently read that the Lord of the Rings one was like a $350 million production. And that's like the whole season, I think, but mm. still. So Stranger Things, the first season cost $6 million per episode. Oh, no. The, this- oh, wow. That's already a lot for the first season. But yeah, 30, million, season four. $30 million per episode for season four. season four yeah so that makes sense well I mean it doesn't if you really just like think about the number it's like holy crap but like yeah I mean movies are 100 million sometimes I don't know I'm just making up numbers I'd have to like we'd have to like write out some big movies and compare them um I'm looking up now Stranger Things which this is not a Stranger Things podcast we can wrap it up soon but it once was it once was um, in 2018 when they started. Winona Ryder and David Harper started getting around $350,000 an episode at the very beginning. So that was their starting salary. Where Finn Wolfhard and Caleb McLaughlin got $250,000 an episode. Nice. As little guys, them. yeah. I yeah. was gonna say only $100,000 less than Winona Ryder. Holy crap! That's true. She should have gotten more justice for yeah. Winona. Justice for Winona. Um, I wonder how much, uh, sure I keep wanting to call her L. L. What's that? Yeah. Millie Bobby, Millie Bobby Brown. Brown. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Well, I, shall we wrap? We should wrap. A lot of thoughts. Are you excited to watch more now that you've rewatched and sort of had a change of heart? Yeah. I, yeah. Cause after the first episode, I was like not into it. And then. I honestly think my brain turned off the first time I watched the second episode. I was just like, mm. this is boring. I don't like this. And then I rewatched the first two episodes and I was like, okay, now that I'm watching intently and I'm like trying to pay attention as hard as I can, yeah. I don't dislike it. I was like, okay, I'm sort of interested to see where this goes. I actually had some level of anticipation <laughs> of, yeah. um, for the third episode. And then I liked the third episode. And so, yeah, actually, I think I could say I'm into it now. I think same. I think I would be surprised if I didn't watch all 10 episodes, which is good because now oh, we I'll definitely can watch keep them, yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm That's just all. glad that like my brain doesn't shut off when I watch it anymore. It just took me having to rewatch the first two episodes, which it was, you know, a time suck. It but- can also be a 
timing thing, like when you decide to watch what you're doing, when you watch, if it's actually, you are like, Oh, a Sunday or just come out Sunday. Yeah. Oh, it's a Sunday. Let me like finish my cleaning for the weekend and like reward no, myself by sitting in front like, of the TV. You can't I don't know. multitask while you're watching yeah. this. And like, I don't know if it's just, I've gotten used to multitasking because I watch so much TV obviously TV is better if you don't multitask, like before everybody yells at me, like, I know that, Mm -hmm. but there are shows that you can still enjoy and that like, you can sort of listen to and process, even if you're not paying hundred percent attention. The problem with this show is that you can't listen. Like I have to use hundred percent mental capacity to process what they're saying because Mm -hmm. of the names and the places and like the subtlety. And actually that makes for a good show. Mm -hmm. I just, I just did, hadn't gone into it using hundred percent brain capacity, which was my own fault. And I'm, I can hear the people now thinking to themselves, <laughs> how dare she review TV when she's not using hundred percent brain capacity to watch it, but going back and using my brain, I do like the show. I am excited for more. I wouldn't say it's like the best thing I've ever seen by any yeah. means, but it's, it's good. It's enjoyable. Yeah, I like having a fantasy scene, uh, fantasy show to watch. I am also watching the Lord of the Rings show currently. Mm, I have to still start that. I will say currently, maybe liking that a little bit more than this one. But, mm. but I'll yeah, maybe we'll yeah, do we that talk next about week. That. Sounds good. All right. All right. Thanks for chatting. Talk to you soon. Bye. See ya.